Increasingly, cities right across this province are rethinking whether or not they should be in the business of municipal golf. You know, whether you're in Hamilton, whether you're in London, whether you're in Toronto, there are municipal golf courses, and some of them turn a profit, some don't, so there's questions about whether or not tax money should be involved. But there are also questions about accessibility, accessibility of green space. In the city of Toronto, that is especially true, especially true during the pandemic. We want people to get out more. We want them to enjoy the uh, green space and the amenities around them. So is having a municipal golf course the most equitable way to share green space? Do you have to have a tea time to be able to go for a walk in the park? Uh, Close to me where I live, there is Dentonia Golf Course. This is a municipal golf course in Toronto. I'll give you a sense of where that is if you don't know Toronto. It's in the East End. It's on the subway line. It's right at Victoria Park Station, uh, right near the Danforth. Uh, now, I, like I say, I've, I've lived near there for years. Never been there. Never actually been into the space until this year because one of the things I've started to do over the course of the pandemic to get outside myself more, one of the dorky things I picked up is uh, disc golf. Yeah. I'm out there hucking frisbees. I'm out there chucking plastic is what I'm doing. And so they've put in nine holes of disc golf for the winter because, of course, the ball golf. I like calling it ball golf. It gets the, gets the golfers upset. It's only golf. It's not ball golf. It's ball golf. Because they closed down the ball golf. They've opened up the park to, you know, more people. So I'm out there. I see dog walkers out there. There are kids with toboggans. All kinds of things. So the, the push is on now especially in Toronto, for places like Dentonia. Like, should we have 18 holes of golf there? Or should it be transformed into something else? Maybe community gardens, more access for different users. My next guest is a city councillor representing the area, Councillor Brad Bradford. Welcome to the program, Brad. Great to be here with you, Alan. And I didn't know that you were a, a disc golfer. That's a I, that's a fun fact. Good to know. Yeah, I, I am, and I I, I want to just just off the, I don't want to talk a lot about disc golf, but I want to thank the city for uh, putting that in because it's an opportunity to get out with friends and and do stuff. But to my point is, I see a lot more users in that park. I'd never been in to Dentonia before. So is making it only golfers, only ball golfers for the summer months, the best use of that space? Well, I think with a finite amount of resources and space in the city of Toronto across the 640 square kilometers that we have, uh, we always need to be asking those questions. Uh, you know, how do we make the best use of these resources? How do we connect with different communities? And how do we ensure that we have a variety of affordable and accessible recreation programming opportunities for Torontonians across the city. And uh, certainly when it comes to our recreation programs, whether we're talking about hockey or baseball or cricket or disc golf or traditional ball golf, as you're referring it to it as, uh, we have to have those facilities and, and those, uh, those places in place. And the report that's coming to our Infrastructure and Environment Committee tomorrow uh, provides some recommendations, some thoughts Uh, But for me, it was concerning when they recommended uh, cutting the D'Antonio Park golf course by 50%, cutting it from 18 holes to nine holes. And we can talk about that. Yeah, now some of the suggestions in place there, community gardens, other access to it. Uh, Why does that not make sense? Why do you think it should remain 18 holes of, as I say, ball golf? 
Well, it's interesting. D'Antonia golf course, I think is a, is a really unique golf course, certainly in the Toronto context for, for our listeners, we have five municipal courses across the city, uh, but D'Antonio is unique. And I would suggest it's probably unique in the Canadian and even the North American context. Uh, it is a par three course. So that means it's a shorter course. You're largely doing, uh, you know, the, the irons and the pitching and the putting. Uh, but it's located, as you mentioned, on a subway line. Uh, it is uh, sandwiched between two of our neighborhood improvement areas. Uh, that's Crescent Town and Teesdale. It's right on the subway line. And, and there really is no other golf course that I'm aware of that is more affordable and more accessible to, uh, to folks in the community and to folks across the city. A lot of people have this sort of um, you know, ideology or this notion that golf is a really elite sport. And, and maybe if we're talking about club link or Glen Abbey or places like that, you know, I, I understand the connection, but if you spend 30 seconds at Dentonia, because of those reasons I just outlined, I think you're going to see a very different demographic. This is grassroots. This is ground floor. This is blue collar. And it's a great opportunity to introduce folks to a sport, uh, a great way to get outside at a time when it's never been more important to get outside uh, for recreation purposes. I, I would just suggest that maybe some of the people that lived in the, the townhouses and the, the high rises that surround Dentonia, you know, many of them might want access to that area in the summer themselves. And so, you know, what would you say to them? Well, I would agree. And I think that there's there's lots of things that we can do to open up and improve access. And, and you know what, we are doing that. And, and just as you identified, introducing uh, the Frisbee golf, finding ways to strengthen the connection with the existing Taylor Massey Creek ravine system there. I will note for folks who aren't necessarily familiar with the area, if you pull it up on Google Earth, you take a look at a map from an aerial perspective, this is actually one of the parts of the city where we do have a significant amount of park space. Immediately on the other side of the street, you have one of the largest parks in the East End in Dentonia Park, right across the street. And, and I'm advancing work uh, to, to introduce a community garden there uh, so that we have opportunities for local food production. And the golf course it's, it's itself is actually enveloped by, by the ravine system to the, to the west, to the north, and to the east. You're, you're surrounded by ravines. So are there opportunities there where we can improve those connections, strengthen those connections, provide more access? I think there are, and you mentioned a number of municipal golf courses off the top. Uh, those cities have found ways, I'm thinking of Shadok and Hamilton, for example, uh, where you do have connections with the escarpment, you do have a trail network that runs through that public golf course, and all of those things work together. But the idea to come out with a report without actually talking to any of the users of the golf course, and they are diverse, they are from the community, but without actually getting on the ground, spending some time there and talking to those people to unilaterally suggest that the way we want to go is to cut 50% of this golf course in particular. Uh, I just, I can't support it. I don't think it's the right way to go. I don't think it's the right way to do the work and uh, we have to find a better way. Uh, speaking with Brad Bradford, Toronto city councilor, just last question. What's the timeline on a decision uh, specifically for Dentonia? Well, it'll be at Infrastructure and Environment Committee tomorrow. Uh, I'm moving a number of motions, of, of which one includes uh, saving the 18-hole golf course, uh, while finding opportunities to do some of the other things that folks are looking to do, uh, in, including improving connections to the Ravine Network. But that decision will be made by committee tomorrow, and then it will go to council at the end of the month to, uh, to become a final decision here in Toronto. Councillor, always great talking with you. Thanks so much for your time. My pleasure. Happy New Year. Talk to you soon.
It's Councillor Brad Bradford who represents Ward 19 Beaches East York in the city of Toronto. Now, if you don't live in Toronto, uh, you want to keep your eye on this decision, right? Because if they come in and say, no, we're going to slash this thing to half and we want to make it, you know, whatever, we want to make it a dog run park or we want to put a community garden in or whatever. I mean, if you live in Hamilton or London or any other place uh, in southern Ontario that has a municipal golf course. It's not going to be precisely the same because you're not going to have the urban density uh, of East End Toronto, perhaps, but there is de- there are increasing densities in all of those areas. So, you know, if you are a golfer, a ball golfer, and you want to be able to hold on to those municipal courses, you're going to have to watch pretty closely to see what happens in Toronto. Got a, got an, a message, I got a text from the boss Got a message from the boss, Jeff Story, who just texted me when I was talking about that. Keep your Frisbees off our golf courses. Just me out here with my Frisbees. Just out here with a Frisbee for 